0: Welcome to my series on Demystifying the DSM. I am Christy Kamara, psychiatric nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. And this series is about really just doing that, demystifying this big book of all of these disorders and how do we diagnose these things? How do we treat them? The next chapter in my series is the elimination disorders. And there's actually only three elimination disorders inuresis, corpisis, and other uh, specific elimination disorders. And I'm just going to talk about them as a whole, because there's really not a lot of distinction between the three. And so we can kind of get this chapter done in one video. So what is inuresis and In Inuresis is um, voiding or urinating on oneself or in their sleep. And corpisis is uh, feces, Uh, And this could be voluntarily or involuntary. So as we're talking about the DSM, remember each of these DSM diagnoses have criteria, right? So criteria A for inuresis and encorpiesis is that there is a repeated urinating or having a bowel movement on themselves, either in their sleep or, or during the day. This could be involuntary. Or it actually could be intentional, and so that is by definition what in in and in is. It's also important that when we're doing these things that we're we are differentiating normal. Okay, so the criteria B is that this is clinically significant. Okay, and that is different for different uh, age grade age ranges, right? So criteria C is actually the chronological age has to be at least five years old to even be diagnosed with inuresis or encropiesis. So criteria B is that it needs to be happening at least twice a week for over three months, right? Because even young children, you know, five to 10 years old could, you know, have accidents here and there. They get distracted things are going on, maybe they're extra stressed. These, so it it can still be normal at, you know, that five to 10 years old and maybe even a little older. And so for a diagnosis, and this is why we have criteria, right? So it's the repeated at least twice a week for three, for a consecutive three month period. And Criteria D is that it's not attributed to a medical condition or a side effect of a medication. Sometimes medications that we are giving, you know, an antibiotic or something for, um, you know, some sort of treatment actually has a side effect of that and including, you know, having bowel movements on oneself, right? Let's say a medication causes diarrhea and then being unable to hold in diarrhea is not in corpusis. Okay. So making sure that we are, you know, looking at the medical piece too. Some other medical diagnoses that can cause what looks like inuresis or encarpesis is diabetes. Um, Diabetes has this frequent urination. Um, What about seizures? If somebody is having a partial seizure and then they um, urinate on themselves, you could maybe not even see a full-blown seizure, but so it's super important that we are getting children completely evaluated for these things. And then there's also something called neurogenic bladder, where it's actually a medical reason why they don't have control of the bladder. When we look at inuresis, the voiding, in corpusis, uh, bowel movements, we would describe them as either nocturnal or diurnal. And diurnal is during the day. The most common is nocturnal at night, especially with the uresis. But remember, back to criteria A, this could be involuntary or it could actually be intentional. So there are children that intentionally will have a bowel movement on themselves or um, urinate on themselves in, in order to have some sort of secondary gain around that. I've also seen it in adults with psychosis specifically um, end-stage AIDS dementia diagnosis. And so there, there are other reasons, and you can see this into adulthood. But it's super important that we understand that it, when it goes into adulthood, especially if there's an intentional component, there is likely a comorbid mental health condition, okay? And so enuresis, in encorpiesis, in usually only stands alone in children. Whereas, you know, you can see this in adults, but there is very, very, very likely a comorbid condition of some sort of uh, psychosis, personality disorder, um, you know, even severe mood disorders. So again, differentiating the, the possible normal in children and not kind of overreacting, right? So again, the, that, um, the criteria A, B, C, and D, A is it's repeated, that it's clinically significant, so more than twice a week for three months, that their age, their chronological age is greater than five years old. And that means if you have a developmentally delayed eight-year-old or 10-year-old that has inuresis or encropesis, it could be part of that normal process for them that doesn't mean that we wouldn't treat it. So when we are first assessing, we're we're looking at, do they meet all of this criteria? Have we ruled out a medical reason for it? And then let's talk about just, let's say a normal stressor, let's say a child that's, you know, um, eight or 10 years old, has had several accidents. Mom and dad are starting to, you know, get really worried. They bring them in for an assessment and it has not been going on for three months. You ask a lot of questions around the stressors in the child's life, both to the parents and without the parents there, you know, in the worst case scenario, it could mean that something bad happened to the child but the likelihood is it could just be normal stressors. And the treatment for that is supportive um, therapy, being supportive of these accidents, being, um, you know, if they have an accident, not yelling, definitely the nose. You don't yell nor give uh, physical punishment or say negative things to a child who is experiencing this. Um, Because you're, whether it's involuntary, if it's involuntary, that you're just making the situation worse because they don't have uh, control over it. Even if you believe it's intentional with the child, you are giving them negative attention. And so you're actually uh, inadvertently feeding into the behavior. So what we want to be is very matter of fact. So in the beginning, you would be super supportive. Oh, okay. You know, let, let me help you change your sheets. You know, and and be super supportive. If if it goes on for a long period of time, and you really think that you need to address behavior modification here, make sure that it's being matter of fact. Okay, so let's say somebody has nocturnal enuresis, and you know, three to four times a week they're waking up with uh, a wet bed, and um, you know you do kind of dietary changes. Don't drink water after five. You know, don't drink caffeinated drinks afternoon. Like, you know, doing some of those behavioral things, making sure they go to the bathroom before they go to bed. If that is not working, then you know, getting to a point of okay, you know, you've woken up. Now remember, we've eliminated medical reasons for this. We don't just jump into it. Then, oh, I notice that your bed is wet. Go ahead and take your shower and put your clothes and your sheets in the wash, right? But in a very matter of fact way, it cannot the the punishment mentality around inuresis and encorpiesis, I I guarantee you it's going to make it worse. Um, and so, but this could be a normal process through uh, childhood. It could stand alone and not be comorbid with other mood disorders. But if, if it continues to be a problem, get that assessment for other things. Maybe there is some depression going on with the child. Maybe they're super anxious, maybe, you know, there's actually a mood disorder going on. You know, and, and the comorbid things that come along with inuresis and pieces we can treat with medication. Now there are medications that decrease urination that we can use um, for, for children with uh, nocturnal inuresis typically is what it is used for and um, very effective. They take the medication before they go to bed at night. They get through um, the night. Uh, we make sure they, you know, urinate in the morning. And uh, typically, most children will grow out of this by age 10 years old. Um, so that is kind of the overview of elimination disorders, the inuresis in corpesis. When it is a significant problem, it is often comorbid with a another mental health concern, but making sure that we have eliminated a medical reason for this. Continue to watch my Demystifying the DSM. I go through the whole book, but I also have series specifically on grief and other um, mental health and mental strength topics. So subscribe, like, share. I'll see you in the next video.